There was a time and place that this university was feared. My goal as the head football coach at the University of Tennessee is to get us back to that point. All right? You can do it! Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders. He said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. What is that? That's what she said. Yeah! One step in the end zone, it's tipped up. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, really, really hot in Knoxville, Tennessee time. Yard could use a little bit more rain time. At least Ryan isn't in this studio right now time. Almost SEC Media Day time. Whatever time of day it is, it's the right time for the Govals 24-7 podcast, West Rucker. Grant Ramey, Patrick Brown, coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, recording this on a Thursday afternoon. Probably, probably going to bring it to you on a Thursday evening, I would guess. And since Ryan's not here, guys, fun squad. Listen how fun these guys are. Nah. That's all I got. Well, this is a rather inauspicious beginning. Patrick's giving us a silent treat. I'm here. So you have no thoughts did on... did a moment of silence for Ryan. Hashtag fun squad. On, there you go. Okay, that's better. That's better. So we've been spending the past, I don't know, way too much amount of time here sitting here in this uh, makeshift studio, in this makeshift house that still is half working, half not. Built in 1825 by General Custer. True. We've been sitting in here for That's Grant's line, I'm sorry. for an inordinate amount of time, as uh, Butch Jones might say, trying to come up with the parameters for our second annual preseason camp buzz draft. And it took some time. But we finally, after uh, a long negotiation, a couple fist fights couple fights there was a little bit of blood drawn. Some stuff was thrown this would be a good time to uh get in a fight with blood though because i have been uh, cleaning the carpet in here today so i've already got that machine out so if there is going to be a fight that spills blood today would be a good day for that as compared to other days just throwing that out there good to know. here are the parameters that we came up with for this draft we had a lot of different ways we could have gone about this. And since we're us, we took a long, long time talking about it. It's quite a winding road. And usually it, it, it's... A knowingly it, winding road. Every day is a winding road, according to uh, Shell Crow. Shout out to Derek Dooley. What it usually comes down to, anytime Grant's in the room and there's a, there's a discussion or an argument going on, normally what happens is everyone except for Grant in the room is arguing with each other and Grant's sitting in the corner quietly rolling his eyes. And that's and then I decide. And then because say, I'm the alpha. Yeah, he, he is he is the alpha. Got alpha in my own house. How about that? Yeah. Here's what we came up with. We came up with these are guys who are. Uh, did we go with not an established starter for one? That that person's not eligible for the draft. So nobody picked Trey Smith. So there is no or tra- Nigel Warrior. Yeah, those or guys, Jawan Jennings. Yeah, Callaway or. 
Yeah. Fill in the blank. Yeah, those guys are not eligible. And then you could pick one non-newcomer. You had to pick one non-newcomer. You, yeah, you had to pick three guys. Yeah. And we did the format of, and I'll let Grant introduce the format. Snake draft. There are so many rules. There are so many rules. This one There's was, not really that many this rules. One, this one was a snake draft. And the way that we did this snake draft was uh, Pat decided, lo and behold, with uh, no input from anyone else, that he was getting the first pick because as we were Probably discussing alpha, actually. as we were discussing the rules, he went ahead and made the first pick because he thought, well, we could draw straws. I really thought we could that do I paper, wanted, rock, scissors. I, I just wanted to get the show on the road. So he went first, and, and again to wrap this up really quickly. So, so what is what is the what what are we picking players based on? That's what we need to like mention because we talked about all the rules. We're picking players that we think are going to be that we're going to be talking about during Tennessee's preseason camp next month. Is that basically what we? Yeah, and, and talking about in a good way, not as in wow, this guy sucks. Well, yeah, I mean we had the positivity podcast last week and we're we're still on Wes and I were here here for that we're still on the high of that so can you imagine having a draft on this would be uh this is who we think will be drastically overrated this is who's going to suck and oh boy those the, the can, opposite version of this draft is the one where we're like all right we each pick three guys that we're gonna transfer at the end of the year yeah <laughs> between here, now and the end of the attrition the, draft yeah this yes. is the process draft he was processed so those were the rules. Each of us took three guys. So we went, uh, Patrick went first, Grant went second, I went third. So I got the third and fourth pick, and then it goes back to Grant for five, back to Pat for six and seven, Grant eight, and I got the uh, ninth and last pick, even though, uh, spoiler alert, I think my ninth pick is one of the better picks of the draft. Nobody but cares. That's, I care. My mom cares. Should we go nine My to dad one? does no, not care, but one. my mom cares. Okay. So here, here's those were the rules of guys that we think we're going to talk about a lot or a good bit during preseason camp. Guys who might surprise, who who might be, you know, they might get some buzz. And to be uh, up front, we picked six newcomers. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it wouldn't be a surprise to see this new coaching staff like the guys that they brought in more than the returning guys. It was actually harder to pick the returning guys. Yeah, that's true. To be, if we're being frankly, uh, if we're being frank, because if you're a new coach walking into a team that had gone four and eight for the first time in program history, you're probably not walking in going, "Man, this guy's awesome. This guy's awesome. This guy, this guy's really good. This guy right here, he's he's better than all of them. He's he's man. I don't I don't know why this guy wasn't starting at Alabama. So yeah, the, they're not gonna love what they have. So we'll go. Without further ado, I was gonna go with the drum roll, but I don't want to go. Uh, click on that button. We're gonna find it right now. So. Uh, drum roll, please. The first pick in the second annual uh, Go Vols 24-7 preseason camp buzz draft is... Brought to you by Go Vols 24-7. Brought to you by the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. The pick is... Uh, I went with Jerome Carvin off the bat. Uh, Shocker, West Tennessee. Yeah, n- not just West Tennessee. Cordova in the house. That's like, um, that's like, that like touches Memphis. It's, it's right smack dab in the middle of Memphis. That's why I say, so it touches Memphis. So I wasn't wrong. We're off we, the we were... Um, we we were at Cordova not that long ago. You and I, or Wes, you were there. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> yeah. City bias. When we got there, and then uh, the the preseason uh, camp gods uh, opened up the skies and yeah, said, so we, "You will not be doing this interview today." <laughs> we went to go interview uh, Jeremy Banks, uh, the other signee from Cordova, and uh, we pulled up to the school, and the heavens opened up. <laughs> and to which I kept thinking the whole time, 
you know, we probably could just go inside and talk, but whatever. That was another topic for um, another day. And then he wouldn't return our calls when we tried to get him on the phone later that month. Anyways. Way uh, to go, kid. That's why, I, that's why your teammate made it and you didn't. <laughs> Carvin, um, he's been here since January. Uh, he was actually with the first team offensive line for a good chunk of the spring. They started him out at right tackle. Uh, and then he slid down to right guard when they lost a couple of guards. Obviously, Tennessee didn't have a plethora of options on the offensive line. Uh, and I think there's a chance Carvin could, you know, he could be a day one starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think physically he looks like he can do it. Uh, he does not look like a freshman that should have still been in high school. He's a big body, six four, three thirty is what they listed him, uh, is what Tennessee listed him at on signing day. Again, we don't have updated heights and weights. I think we're going to get a media or, or, or any heights and weights. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any of those. Uh, I think we're supposed to get a media guide soon, so maybe they'll put those in there. I'm not holding I'm my da- breath. I'm though. doubting it. If anything from the spring is still the case now, I'm highly – there were walk-ons on the roster that the coaching staff would not give to its own sports information office to put onto <laughs> the roster. So, so that, that's that. welcome to the new era. So, so Carvin is a guy – I think the coaching staff was pleasantly pleased with how he yeah. – with what he showed. And uh, Pruitt especially, I think even – you know, Pruitt was not a guy that was dishing out compliments back in the spring. Um, at the caravan in Memphis, uh, I can't remember if it was you. Somebody asked him about Carvin, and he was very complimentary of, about how hard he worked and, and how he improved over the course of, uh, of spring. And, um, you know, we, we saw it a little bit with Trey Smith last year. I'm not saying Carvin's next Trey Smith, but Smith played a little bit of both guard and tackle last spring, and it helped his versatility. And I think Carvin doing that early on is going to help him too. Now, uh, is he going to play guard or is he going to play tackle? I think – whether or not he starts or whether or not where he is slotted, I think might depend on what happens with Trey Smith. I think that's uh, fair. And it's sounding a little bit more like it's possible that Trey might be a tackle if he's if he's back, if he's cleared. Uh, and so that's going to open up a couple of guard spots. And uh, it's tough for, you know, you, you see a lot of these offensive linemen that come in and uh, as freshmen, it's some, in a lot of cases, it's easier for them to play guard than it is tackle because you're not on an island. You're not having to deal with um, – you know, guys that are more athletic than you coming off the edge, things like that. And, um, you know, if, if there's a chance where you can you can put Carvin next to a guy like Brandon Kennedy at center, maybe put him between Smith on the, on his other side, I think that's a uh, a good possibility. But, again, I think he's a guy that has a really good chance, to, or maybe not a really good chance, but he's going to be very much in the mix to start on Tennessee's offensive line. And um, I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to continue to talk about. And, and uh, like I said, I think he's going to be a factor this year for sure. That's a pretty good summation. I have no argument with that. Other than the fact that the guy I'm going to pick later would have been the guy I would have taken number one overall anyway. Nobody but cares. It's, it's not – listen, listen, listen. Mm-hmm. I care. The number two overall pick in the second annual uh, Go Balls 24-7 preseason camp buzz draft goes to Grant Ramey, and it is – I don't get a drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Greg Emerson. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was a position curiosity during spring. He was. the minis. Did he stick on offense at all, or am I mistaken? He came. I don't back think to they come out pretty quickly. You, you, this is you're already asking questions about a guy who's taking number two overall. Hey, relax. I this got is it. like Greg Oden. Okay, he's got this. Yes, he he he, 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 he moved around, and I think at the end of camp he was he was on defense the first, he, he, the first yeah. three weeks, and then he ended he ended the spring on offense. I think Peru got asked at least twice about what they're doing with some of those guys and was like, I'm not telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. He's like, no, you'll figure out. Uh, we, we haven't decided yet. Either way, AKA his number's I'm not, not telling you. Yeah, either way, his number's not changing, so that's pretty easy. I mean, I went position of need. I don't and, know what changed. And defensive line seems to me a position of need. I don't think you can ever have enough answers uh, on either line of scrimmage. Uh, and, and name their defensive end options. 
Yeah, I mean the 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 starting three in the, in the spring was was Phillips, Shy Tuttle, and Congo, and Congo's an outside Congo's linebacker. An now. outside linebacker so now, I, and I think and I think Emmett Gooden's going to be a guy that it wouldn't be surprising. I'm not going to get a spoiler alert here. Um, well, you just he's still on the something. board. We'll uh, come back to that uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> Good, if, wink, wink. If, if you know what I mean. Good could be a starter, but beyond that, I think Alexis Johnson's the guy that's going to play a lot. But beyond those four, I mean, it's pretty much whoever steps up in the shows. And the Greg staff. Emerson was the second highest rated guy they signed, right? Number mm-hmm. 136 overall. He was showed up with he had a he had a nasty injury his senior year in high school. So you need answers there, and and he can be somebody who can provide those answers, and he's probably better than any of Wesley's picks. Well, we're. Emerson's going to be a guy because he's that highly rated that people are going to talk about and want to know how he's doing exactly. just about every week. Oh, so we'll be talking and about And this it isn't sure. about productivity. This is just about people talking about you. And this is the buzz draft? It's true. It is positive talk, which would come from productivity. But yeah, I mean, little loophole there. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's a big dude. He's another one of those dudes that doesn't look like he's uh, supposed to still be in high school or was supposed to still be in high school in the spring. Uh, I, I just wonder how, how, you know, coming off that injury, I wonder how he's going to be able to handle it yeah it looks to me like in, a, in, in an ideal situation which as we all know Tennessee right now is not an ideal situation in an ideal situation you you would you, like to redshirt this kid yeah and, and you'd like to get him some games now because the redshirt rule you can play him in four games and you can still get a year so so if they can do that that's the best of both worlds which you can uh, play him in the redshirt preseason aka September yeah sounds good uh who, look what's out it? Charlotte yeah <laughs> look out look out no wait the Bucks are Bucks are later Buck yeah Buck, yeah, comes a little later All in right. here. So third game, right? Is it third game? Yeah. No, ETS uses the second game. Oh yeah, UTEP's the third game. Yeah, that, that's when Chico's coming back home. Uh, drum roll, third pick, Wes. The third pick. Since we're talking about the preseason camp buzz draft, I thought I don't know. Maybe I should go with uh, the guy who might start. Maybe I should go with the guy who might be. Oh, is the the top overall rated player in the class? Why don't I go? stay inside the borders of the state of Tennessee for the third consecutive pick. And with the number three overall pick, go with Alante Taylor from Coffee County Central High School, Manchester, Tennessee, number 122 overall player nationally in the 24-7 sports composite, checking in ahead of Emerson and all those other yahoos that y'all picked. I'm just kidding. They're, they're, they're fine players. But I think Taylor's a guy who uh, I'm looking at it like this. He's a good football player. I don't know. I, I think he's probably going to stick at corner, but he's a guy who could, in theory, if you needed him to, could play on either side of the ball. Uh, was a quarterback on his high school team. There's just there's a lot of things I like about this kid. But athletically, that size about six foot one eighty five or so going into uh, when he enrolled. Now what he is now, we don't know because Pruitt doesn't want us to know. But I, I think he's a guy who you could tell. Pruitt's not very good at hiding when he wants to talk about something. He's really good at telling you he doesn't want to talk about something. But when he does actually open his mouth, he's usually giving you some kind of a hint. And he just likes Elante Taylor. You could tell that every time he talked about him this spring. He said, you know, I love this kid's attitude. Uh, He's a guy we think can do some things. He's right there in the mix. So uh, when when you look at that from the way that Pruitt normally talks about a guy, I think that means that, that he really, really likes this kid. And I think that uh, aside from uh, maybe a couple other guys, maybe one who will be mentioned later in this draft, wink, wink, hint, hint, I, I think that there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of playing time open at cornerback. We all know that that's one of the biggest gaping holes on this Tennessee roster. This is a guy they need. This is a guy who's capable of helping out. 
and he's a cornerback, so if he plays, he's probably going to get burnt some like all corners do. But you know what? I like this kid's mental toughness. I think he could be a nice player. I think, I think you're right about uh, – Pruitt talked a lot about him too in the spring, and it always seemed like the gist of it was we think this guy can help us. We don't know where. Yes. But we think he can help us. We think he's athletic enough to do so. And uh, I think it's a credit to Taylor that he seems to be fully on board with playing corner. Yep. Uh, and I think that's the expectation is that that's his going to be his long-term position, or at least this season that'll be where he plays. And it seems like uh, for a guy – you know, sometimes you see guys – like Emerson was – if you even said he was a defensive tackle during his recruitment, he was like, oh, I'm a defensive end. Which, yeah. was, which was preposterous because he was always going to grow into into a defensive tackle. I'm on one leg right now, but I know exactly where I'm going to be playing. And so, college. I mean, Taylor Taylor was working out at camps last summer for the old staff at receiver. So he was pretty, you know, he he, he played quarterback in high school, as you mentioned. He likes having the ball in his hands. So he's a guy that, you know, that wants to score touchdowns. But, you know, a couple of pretty good defensive staffs, Alabama and Georgia, thought his highest ceiling was at corner. And so yeah. uh, it seems like he's on board with it, and props to him if so. Are you ready to move on? Pick number four, Wes. Back Grant, to you. Grant didn't get to mention Alante at all. I mean, and go back to position of need. I mean, name the corners that have anything locked down. Uh, that would be uh, nobody. no Mark one. Hill. There's nobody. Mark, in the, yeah, oh, Mark Hill Osborne, Balaam Buchanan. That would be no one, nobody the third. Carlin feels a meme, Malik Gray. I mean, I mean the whole secondary is pretty much yeah, Nigel Warrior and it's, then four it's, question marks. It's, it's going to be auditioning for your job from day one. Speaking of uh, – now, there's a little more depth at this position where I'm going with the number four overall pick. With the number four overall pick, Wes uses? I'm going to go with uh, Dominic Wood Anderson, who, again, is a guy who – he's probably sitting there going, how am I not in the first round of this draft? Come on, the number one junior college tight end in the country. I'm the only one other than Bumpus who actually fits the size they want for this position. You should have taken me in the first round. So, now there's a chip on his shoulder because he got knocked out of the first round. So, this is a good value pick for me with the number – uh, number number one overall pick in the second safe round. I know. Uh, I, th- I still think it's a high upside. He's going to play a lot. I think. Yeah, I, this. You know what? This 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 pick is the best kind of pick because it is high high floor, high high ceiling. So I, I think it's a it's a good pick. This is a kid who uh, the most accurate or most recent weight, I guess I should say, we have most most recent size we have on him is about six five two forty five. And he looks it. He he, tw- he tweeted a picture of him next to Peyton Manning, and he is about as tall as Peyton, who's yeah. six foot five, rocket laser arm quarterback. And actually, you know, Peyton's six foot five and a half, but he never wanted to be listed as six six because he thought six six was slow. True story. He thought six six sounded slow. I was like, Peyton, you, you watch not, your film. People, not yeah, false. people are going to see you run. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know that. Like we can still time it. Whatever. No, no big deal. He just thought six six sounded slower than. That's why he wanted it to be six five and not six six. But basically, yeah, Peyton's every bit of six five and a half, and. And this kid was right there with him. Uh, I just I like his size. Uh, I like his ability. I like the fact, quite candidly, I like the fact that Alabama wanted him. They they don't they don't push so hard for guys who usually aren't very good. People laugh about oh there's a bam bump and all that. I'm like yeah, but look at the guys they take and look how they turn out. Most of them turn out to be pretty good. So and, I, and Alabama legit wanted him. And Tennessee legit beat Alabama to get him. Yes. Wasn't uh, this the kid that asked for a certain number of Twitter followers and like instantly Tennessee fans had him at that number? Was this him? Uh, might have been, but I don't. I don't. I don't. I think they definitely happened thing. with somebody in that class. I don't remember it was who like it was. Like twenty thousand. He wanted twenty thousand followers, and like by the next day, yeah. twenty thousand followers. There's a guy sitting there somewhere in Johnson City. He's like, "How many fake email accounts do I need to do to sign up for the follow this kid to make this happen?" What you got against Johnson City? It's not Kingsport, so I thought Grant would appreciate that. It's fine. Why don't we just? We could have went Bristol. Yeah, we should, territory. Next for future efforts, just go Bristol. The Battle of Bristol. 
Well, just go Bristol because you're not going to offend either of us if you go with Bristol. I wonder how many years from now Fuente is going to be sitting there back going, man, how did I not win that game? Back on track. You're, you're <laughs> just, just throwing that you're out You're right there. in Eli Wolf's wheelhouse right here. Eli Wolf is probably fighting mad. Eli Wolf He'd is, be eligible for this draft. Eli, right? Eli, Eli Wolf is my ninja. But see, I think he's almost locked into a starting spot. Right I, I think Wolf and, and Austin Pope are going to play a lot. Wolf, I think, I, sorry. I think they're going to get – if this. Uh, you, don't wanna, you never want to read too much into a spring game, but those guys looked really involved. And I know that they're not like I'm here perfect about- ideal side size and and weight and all that stuff, but they look like they're going to be part of this offense, and it looks like you know. I'm I'm hearing a lot of words from the two of you, and and none of those words are I'm sorry, Wes, you were right. What were you right about? He's got four catches in his career that he's going to be a good football player and he's going to make some plays. Okay, when he may he starts making plays this year, then I'll I'll, I'll did pat Wes, you on the back did every Wes time. Say he was going to be good at some point or something. Uh, yeah. When forever. A clock. Forever a clock. I don't remember any of this. This isn't the y- – you'll have time to, to praise Eli in the, next, in the next one. That's fine. In the next podcast. We will move on now to the uh, number five pick. So we've reached the midway point of this second annual Go Vols 24-7 preseason camp buzz draft brought to you by Go Vols 24-7, less calories, uh, still filling, delicious drink. Uh, r- let's see here. Number five, Grant Ramey, you will go with? Uh, Emmett Gooden. Basically, for a lot of the reasons I said Greg Emerson, give me Gooden. Also, because he's on Netflix, Last Chance You, coming out this month, right? In a, and number, who, and in a who, number of days. Who doesn't like Netflix? Yes, exactly. I love Netflix. I Netflix all the time. <laughs> but, I mean, the difference in offensive linemen and defensive linemen, you're cycling in defensive linemen constantly throughout the game. You're going to need more than just a, a top three guys uh, 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 in front of this 3-4. So, you're going to have to have guys like – Greg Emerson or, or Emma Gooden, some of these these new guys are going to, have to come along and actually do something and be productive and, and give them answers, uh, depth answers, if not starting answers. Uh, so so hopefully, for the sake of my draft, this is a name you'll hear a lot during fall camp. Yeah, I think Gooden could start honestly. Um, I Thank know Barton. I know Barton Simmons is uh, called. I think I, he was I'm, I'm going to support you later. I think he, I think Barton Simmons, our director of scouting, was picking ten newcomers. And are y'all I'm having a side conversation while well, I'm trying to make? I'm on your side. Well, I'm trying to make points here. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were there. Go ahead. Um, anyways, Barton Simmons, our, our our director of scouting, knows his stuff. Knows much more about football yes. prospects uh, than played, played at Yale. I don't know if y'all heard True. about that. Um, <laughs> uh, Pick, Pick Gooden is one of his, like, ten impact newcomers. Uh, and you, the the reality is you sign defensive linemen from junior college to play right away. They're, they're plug-and-play guys yes, most I of the time. Yes, I didn't even mention junior college. That's um, another thing. You're not and, messing around when you're And the other thing is college. that um, – He's talking himself into this pick it's every time, time he go. opens his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Got to support myself. Nobody's going to support me. This, the, just, pick, the pick started with – a name from the list. Yeah, and now he's – It started because I like Netflix, and then it got to – No, he's Juco. He's going to play. It's a pretty good foundation to start on, though. I like uh, it. But, uh, we, you know, we heard uh, back in Nashville in February, West how Pruitt was saying, hey, we need to, we have a small football team. We need to get bigger. Yeah. Well, if you go to uh, Emma Gunn's profile, his 24-7 sports profile, and look at some of the photos we have of him, this is a big dude. Um, he's got a nice gut on him. Big man, old man. Um, I think he was committed to Tennessee like four years ago yeah. as like a sophomore. This is the Gerald Williams rule. He, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> he's been around for a while. Uh, a he couple of junior college. Charcutus route. Shout out Beef. <laughs> Shout out Beef Parker. <laughs> he, he committed to Tennessee. Then he was committed to Mississippi State. And I think at one point, he, I don't know if he was committed to Arkansas, but he liked Arkansas. He winds up at Tennessee, and he might wind up being a day one starter. And he wants he he really wanted to be here even when the old staff wasn't really paying him that much attention, and he ends up getting the offer from the new staff and 
uh, this was kind of uh, full circle for him. Yeah, I, I like the fact that when you look at that junior college film, I mean, he, he was at a pretty pretty solid JUCO program. I mean, in, in, in one of the tougher JUCO leagues in the country, and he looked like a 35-year-old man out there against them. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, like, he just looks like he's an adult and they're small children. And, and so that, that that's a big dude. And a man I, among boys. Yeah, a man. Me among the rest of the Go Vols. Basically, it's an alpha in a sea of betas. And I, I just – I like – a lot of things about him. I like that size. I like the fact that he's from Tennessee and he wanted to be at Tennessee even when the old staff was kind of waffling on him a little bit. Uh, I like the fact that he – there's a lot of kids that when they don't qualify out of high school, you know, people take it for granted that you're going to go to a, a junior college program and, and go across the country and, and go get your grades up and, and go keep your focus and do all that thing. A lot of guys don't do that. This kid did it. And – I have respect for guys who do that. It shows work ethic. It shows guys who, who wish that they had done things differently in high school and they want to make up for it. And uh, I like that this. I like a lot of things about this kid. I, I think that at the very, I don't know how high his ceiling is, but I know the floor is pretty high, and, and that, that that's good for Tennessee right now. And you like his name too, Emmett Gooden. Emmett Gooden, it one like, T. Yeah, that's, that's it's like Emmett Smith and Dwight Gooden, and they're both no, really good at sports. It's not like Emmett Smith because Emmett had two T's in his name. But it's pronounced the same. Okay. Unless it's Emmy. He's French. He's 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 from the French part of Brownsville, Tennessee. <laughs> like, you know, it's like Normandy all over. Emmett yeah. Gooden sounds like somebody on the Andy Griffith Show that lives in Mayberry and does something. That's true. Man, were you up? I was so up, we're back to Netflix. You know, I was down there. I'm really circling the back on topic. Now. Yeah, I was yep. I was up there fishing with Emmett Gooden and them. You know them and back yeah. on topic. Basically, hey hey hey, we are on topic. That's more southern. That's not. That's not really a North Carolina. We're getting, we're getting to that part of the podcast where it just starts kind of wobbling. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're going to get like back the on the rails. word of this podcast yeah, it, off the rails. Yeah, it got, all, it got, a, it got a, out of hand pretty quickly. It, it escalated quickly. With the number six overall pick in the second annual GoVols 24-7 preseason camp buzz draft brought to you by GoVols247.com, the pick at number six overall is... Uh, this is an Oakland Raiders pick. Shout out to Al Davis. Uh, I'm going with Bryce Thompson. I like it. Um, he, it, about a million different things could happen with this kid. Um, but bottom line is he's a really good athlete on a team that doesn't have a lot of really good athletes. Um, not sure where he's going to play exactly. He lists himself as a defensive back, but Tyler Bird still lists himself as a defensive back on his Twitter. So I'm not sure if I should read too much into that. Wouldn't surprise me if Thompson got a look on both sides of the ball early in spring so the staff could see what they want to do with him. Uh, I think he will get a look in the return game because he's electric with the ball in his hands. Um, this was a guy that was committed to South Carolina for a while. He didn't, he didn't actually sign with him, though. Uh, took a visit to Tennessee in February, came back for the orange and white game, and uh, they kept it under wraps for about a month. Yep. Um, they were trying to get it worked out sort of behind the scenes and then up you know, the day before – or a couple days before class to start at the end of May, he's going to Tennessee. Um, so, again, a guy that could help out on both sides of the ball, could help in the return game, a uh, lot of ability, could be a headache if he, you know, can't keep his head on straight. Uh, obviously, there was a, you know, if you ask South Carolina, I'm sure they would have an explanation for why they didn't sign him, all that stuff. That's neither here nor there. But as a football player, he's got a lot of ability. I mean, and, you know, could play defense. Uh, on offense as a senior, 1,369 rushing yards and 29 touchdowns, averaged nine yards a carry. He also had 44 catches for 630 yards and six touchdowns. 
So, I mean, you're talking 35 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards of, of offense over, over there in South Carolina. So, uh, But he might play defense here. Obviously, Tennessee needs a lot of help on defense, and uh, he could be a guy that, that you know, this staff takes a look at, the, look at him and says, hey, he can, he can play corner. There's two things I really, 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 really like about this kid. One is that film is phenomenal. And, and any time an SEC program is taking somebody, they're going to have good film. You expect that. But he, he was one of those rare films that you watch and go, whoa. Yeah. And, and then you go back and look, okay. I'm is, watching it right now, actually. You're like, is he playing, like, in the 1A level in his state, or is he playing, like, in the Midwest, some 7-on-7 seven seven or 8-on-8 eight eight kind of football? What's what's happening here? How, how is he destroying all these kids? And you're like, no. It's, that's it's, playing a pretty good level of competition. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty good. So I really like that. And the second thing, and this is much more important, I've been at this website for, I guess, since it started, eight years now. And I could count on one hand, probably two or three times, the amount of times that I knew before Ryan that a kid was going somewhere. And this was one of those <laughs> random times because randomly somebody in South Carolina uh, that I know, we, we were talking and basically said, oh, by the way, you know Bryce Thompson's going to go to Tennessee, right? And then this is classic West. I went, who's that? And then I was like, <laughs> I looked up the name like while I was talking to him. And I was like, oh, wow. Hey, I think this kid's pretty good. Hey, this might be worth knowing. Hey, this is kind of, hey, thanks, man. And, and so I uh, very, very accidentally learned that he was going to go to to Tennessee, and that absolutely never happens with me knowing something like that before Ryan. So uh, that's why I really like that pick, Patrick. Those are the two reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I just – and that's not, you know, all, all the rumored off-the-field stuff. We don't know how legit any of that is. Some of it could be sour grapes from that side because, obviously, South Carolina at one point wanted him. He was committed there. There were some um, issues. Th- there, you know, again – Anytime you have a guy that's a late addition that wasn't signed by someone else mm-hmm. for what doesn't appear to be a public reason, uh, it's usually one of two things, and it's usually grades or it's something off the field, attitude, something like that. But uh, again, if, if, it, if somebody's trying to sell you a $40,000 car for $20,000, you got to wonder what's wrong with this. You got to Carfax it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if, you know, uh, if Tennessee can get him to harness all of his ability. Uh, on the field, and, and let's be honest, there's a lot of talented football players that are kind of knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you can get those a lot guys, of young people in general, yeah, and yeah, I mean, if you can get those guys to uh, handle their business and focus all their energy and, and personality on the field, then you can get the most out of them. And certainly, the staff, I don't think that they're going to take any any nonsense. So uh, again, he could be a guy that that gets lost in the mix, or he could be a guy that we're talking about and. It becomes a really good player for Tennessee. I'm just going to stand in here for Ryan and say there's no way you knew something before he knew it. It's 100% uh, true, I'm just gonna, in this one case. I'm going to refute that story. Uh, in, With recruiting stuff? In Ryan's honor. No, just in general. Uh, life outside of you have to, business. You have uh, to throw in a West knew something about recruiting? <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Ryan knew. What, hashtag no Ryan knew. It's he, a way of life. He was waiting for it to happen when you were learning about it. So carry That's on. true. You're welcome, Ryan. He'll say, wow, I was surprised, and then be like, oh, actually, you know what? I did, someone did say that to me. Yeah, yeah, actually, now I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, 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 day, what day did you learn? Oh, I learned on, um, I, I don't know, uh, February 27th. Oh, yeah, it was like the 24th or 23rd. Someone called me. Yeah, yeah. So I ever revisited. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, y'all are just being rude. Uh, seventh pick for rude, me. Rude, rude, but not wrong. The last round of picks for all of us are going to be returning players. Yes, we had uh, to go to the returning players now. Uh, my returning player is the only offensive player of the three, uh, and I went with Josh Palmer. I was going to give you an actual drum roll for that one, but you went too fast. Sorry, I'm trying. we're trying to get this over with. Um, Palmer is a guy that got a lot of targets last year and did not turn them into very much production. Uh, he he kind of looked like a guy, 
that has an NFL type body as a wide receiver, but didn't quite know like how to use it. Correct. Uh, maybe that's because he wasn't coached up very well. Maybe he was at one of the best uh, high school programs in the country. He was for uh, one year. Yeah, and he was got to move down to Canada. I think he, I think he was there for two years. Moved down um, to Canada. Where was he from originally? Moved down from Canada. I'm just go ahead. You're fine. From Toronto. He he probably knows Kyle Alexander because I assume all Canadians know each other. Yeah, uh, they can. Yeah. friendly with one another. They can smell. It's it's like on South Park. They all look the same with their face. Uh, they're both from Ontario. Probably hates this heat. Uh, for being honest. Yeah. Uh, but, but a guy again, I think he's got a lot of potential. Uh, I know Jared Garantano likes him. He raved about him at media day last year. I do remember mm-hmm. saying, "You look at him. He looks like an NFL receiver, and he does." Um, but he's a guy that's got to kind of uh, kind of get better at the position. We knew coming in that he was kind of raw, and it was kind of needed to be developed, and uh, I think if you got a guy that needs to develop wide receiver, you got a really good coach in, to do that, and, and David Johnson, Yak. Yak. Yak Johnson. So uh, I think Palmer, to me, is, you know, you look at Tennessee's receiver position, I, I think J- Juwan Jennings, Brandon Johnson, Marquez Callaway, they're going to sort of dominate the snaps and the targets most likely, but um, I, I think the rest of the guys are kind of fighting for a position this uh in, in August, and I think Palmer's a guy that's got a lot of potential. I, I like what I saw from him in the spring game. Again, you don't want to put too much in the spring game. Uh, and pretty much everybody outside Johnson and Callaway was a little bit up and down during the spring at the receiver position. But I think he's a guy that's got a lot of potential. And uh, I think he, you know, if, if he continues to develop, he could be a nice player in the passing game for Tennessee. And we could see some of those uh, dividends paid this year. A, I'm in for the Air Canada nickname. Yeah. Say no more. I'm he has to, like, make a few leaping touchdowns. No, catches. no. No? It's Air Canada. It's yeah. cool. It's Air Canada. It's fine. What's, what's Kyle Alexander's nickname? Should uh, he be Air Canada? I don't know. That's Kyle. a good question. He's the Kyle. Canadian he's wall. Should, he, he, wear, he wears number 11. Call him Sticks. There was, there was a nickname that in the past <laughs> that certain people Oh, had. oh, yeah. I, I'll totally admit to this real quick. Um, Gumby? Back when I covered basketball before I joined 24-7, uh, I can't remember. I think it was during his sophomore year. Um, I, I dubbed... Kyle Alexander the cadaver because it looked like his career was over. Uh, yeah. I called him Gumby, but rude, but you right? calling him, but that that's that's, a, he, that's ice cold. He came back to life last year and was a really good player. Um, even to the point where at some point Grant didn't he pop up on like a NBA draft? Yeah, twenty nineteen, uh, basically uh, a big board. He was on a big he board. Was, he was like fortieth overall. And to the point where like that happened, and he was playing so well at the point where I was like, yeah, I could see it. And I'm not surprised out, by that. They were a cadaver without him against Loyola Chicago. Yeah, who knew that he was like one of their most important players? So, Kyle Alexander, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Shame on me for doubting you. Congratulations on working your butt off and getting to the point. But where you back are to at. the point. A Air Canada, I'm in. Yep. B was cease and desist on the physical descriptions because there's no heights and there's no weights on this UT <laughs> official roster. That's, so you that's are a good fake B. news. Yep. These guys could be various heights and hey, various weights. Is this guy six foot ten now? Next. I'm going to say very quickly, very, very quickly that. Paul was listed at 6'2, 200 last year. Okay. Let's first off. Uh, while you can't prove that. <laughs> while, while we're copying to, to unfortunate nicknames, I did call Josh Palmer the human incompletion last season. And I, uh, he's a nice kid, so I hate that. Good Lord. Uh, yeah, we get jaded during the season. It happens. You get Y'all tired. Are, you come up with stuff. Y'all are rude. I've never given a negative nickname to a player ever. That's false. false. What? That's 100% <laughs> false. Secondly. Name somebody. I'm not going to do it on the air. You have to sell. You have to keep going. Write it down on that piece of paper. Just admit, it doesn't exist. Why don't you? Don't, why don't you step to the forefront and admit it, like Grant, uh, like uh, Wes and I just did? I can't even think of one. Oh, Honest. I can. Hand on the Bible. Okay, I'm, I'm, you're going to be proven wrong, but I'm just going to remember who it was and write it down. But I know there's one. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
come back I, to me. And here, here's the other thing I'm gonna say about Palmer. Uh, you can't you can't teach athleticism. He's got it. Can't teach size. He's got it. And when you go, think about this. You go from Brampton, Ontario, Canada, one year, to the next year you're playing at St. Thomas Aquinas, which is one of the best programs in the country for high school football. One of the toughest regions for high school football in this country. And then the year after that, you're going to the SEC and playing for Tennessee. Think about the last 700 or so days of his life and the upgrade in competition that he's faced. Let's let him adjust to that. Let's see what he's got after getting adjusted to this for a year. Because probably just when he felt like he was getting used to the stuff in Florida, bam, he goes to another level and it's like, wow, this is – it's probably coming at him a million miles an hour. So uh, let's see what he does next year. I think I'm, I'm okay with that. And basically I just discredited myself because I, I admitted to – I don't say giving up on a player – but, you know, basically burying the guy. And then he was turned out to be really good. So See, I, think I basically just discredited myself. Not quite as badly as that SI guy that wrote that story this week. Uh, he had a hot take about how the NFL is better in college while – after admitting that he has never watched college football before, yeah, he's like, yeah, he, he's like, here's these two bands. Uh, I'm going to compare them, even though I've never heard the other one play a song ever. Here's why I think it's not as good as this other band. It's a it's a pretty apt way to put that. We will move on to the uh, number eight overall pick in the Govals second annual Govals 24/7 preseason camp buzz draft, brought to you by Govals247.com. The the number eight pick. Let's see if this works. I don't have headphones, so I don't even know if it works. It's working. Real professional. Sean Schamberger. Sean Schamberger. Come on down. Number eight overall. A, great name. Schamberger. Yeah, good name. It's a good start. Uh, two. He had 12 tackles at Alabama last year. Completely forgot about that until I just... Because they threw the ball to his side every time. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> Completely forgot about that until I pulled it up on internet.com. Erroneous. Erroneous. Played in 11 games. Defensive back. Here he goes talking to himself and thinking. <laughs> Here we go. He was not on Netflix. How do you do fantasy drafts? I'm a terrible fantasy player. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably figuring that out. Uh, why right now? I mean, you need a, you need answers in this in the secondary. Why why can't he be somebody that gives you an answer in the secondary? Talk, yeah. Somebody taught me out of it. I just talked myself into it. I, I think Sean Chamberger is going to have a good preseason camp or at least a solid one because I think he knows as well as anyone that he did not have the spring that he needed to have. Tennessee's coaches wanted to see more out of him. Uh, they, they liked, I mean, Pruitt, if you're thinking about that, he the only game he saw him last year at all was probably against Alabama, and he said, okay, this kid's not bad. He can do some things. When he made 12 tackles, no other evidence. And he held. Context needed. And he Thank did. You. He also held. Calvin Ridley had eight catches, but for only 82 yards. And for him, that's Pretty that's good. basically holding that kid in check. And, so, and Chamberger made a great play on the weird uh, – uh, he was the guy that came in and punched the ball out when the ball rolled out of the end zone. Or Tennessee got a, would have had a touchback if they had not had a penalty called on Jonathan Congbo. And then they had the weird rule where it was like, hey, Alabama gets the ball at the one because they're Alabama. We just – they enforced the rule correctly, but it was yeah. very, like – it was kind of fishy. Yeah. I'd never seen it before. But, uh, he, you know, he made a great play there. Um, again, he's a guy that, that fits kind of what the staff wants to do in terms of the body type at corner. And um, I think well, – I'm interested to see, if, is he going to stay at nickel? Because that's where he worked in the spring. And that's obviously a very important position for the staff. And I think they want a guy – they want all of their corners to basically uh, play the run like safeties and cover like corners. So they're going to they're gonna like versatility. That's why you saw, uh, I think, Shy and Labruza was another guy that was working um, at the nickel spot. So, uh, but, yeah, Schoenberger, I think, is a good pick, right? Yeah, part of me, still, part of me still thinks that they're going to realize that if they, want, if they want their five best DBs out there, that might include three safeties. So I don't know if they would – 
consider moving Warrior to that spot or if they would look at someone like Abernathy and say, you've played it before, or go to someone like Jackson and say, you're a smaller safety, you can run, all right, let's put you there. So I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of options for that position, more than we've probably considered to this point. But uh, I, I like Schamberger. I think, you know, when you're thrown into the fire like that, you know, that's that's basically playing at Alabama on the road, Bryant-Denny Stadium against – very soon to be first round draft pick Calvin Ridley, and they throw you out there and say, "Hey, let's see what you got, kid." He was a first round draft pick. Yeah, oh, I said soon realized. to be like, okay, yeah, right, like his, like it's not like he was a freshman. And then two years later, he was a pick. Like he was just a couple months later taken uh, in the first round of the draft, and he basically like that's getting thrown into the fire at at, at a pretty high temperature. And he didn't give, he back down either. No, he went out there because Bama, like anybody else would do, went, "Hey, hey, hey wait, that's a fresh. Hey, hey." Uh, let's isolate Ridley on him, and let's go to him all the time. Like the first three plays of the game. Yep. Uh, and it was funny, the week after that, Bob Shoup's out. Hey, we're going to play him more, and then they didn't play more. Yeah, I still <laughs> don't know that was Bob Shoup's decision, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I like that pick. I think that's a, I think that's a good pick. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a guy, I mean, I think, Pruitt, I think Alabama recruited him a little bit. A little bit. And, and Pruitt will know him because uh, Schimberger played at Colquitt County for Pruitt's former boss, Rush Probst. I also like Shout that out that, to two days. I also like that he's a little older than most sophomores. I think he'll be 20 this year. I think that's important at that position to be, you know, bigger, stronger, mentally tougher. I, I think a car that, in five years. Yeah, basically. He's going to get cheaper car insurance before most other guys in his class. That is that is a plus. So I will uh, wrap up this uh, this draft, the second annual Govals 24-7 uh, preseason Camp Buzz Draft brought to you by Go Balls 24-7 Podcast. More taste, less filling, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I will go with Theo Jackson, a guy who we have mentioned a little bit already in this podcast. I, I think that this was kind of a – I don't know if you want to call it a safe pick. I think it's just a smart pick. I, I think he's a guy who uh, – I think he's a good football player. You know, sometimes you just look at guys and you go, yeah, you're a football player. Every time I look at Theo Jackson, I think he's just a football player. I think he he's kind of – I'm not saying that he is Galden, but kind of the first – I remember watching Galden when he was earlier in his career and being like, I just like the way that guy plays the game. Uh, I feel that way a little bit about Theo Jackson. And, and I'll never forget uh, hearing exactly how excited – like Bob Shoup would have thought he was getting like a four or five star when he got this kid. Uh, that's how much he liked him back in the recruiting process. So uh, I think Theo Jackson's a really nice player. I don't know that he'll ever be a star, but I think he can help this team this season. And if I'm Mike Abernathy, if I'm Todd Kelly Jr., uh, I'm looking over my shoulder to make sure that I'm staying ahead of this kid because uh, those guys have played a lot of football. They're both really uh, smart kids. Uh, they'll, they'll know what position to be in. They'll know where to be. Uh, Abernathy especially will, will be one to, you know, after playing so well as a sophomore and then having just a really, really terrible junior season, he'll want to play better. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, this kid is going to force himself into the mix somehow. Uh, and I don't think just on special teams. I think he'll find a role a little bit on that defense. I could be wrong, but I just I like this kid as a player. I think he's tough. I think he's smart. I think he's got good ball skills. I think he could do some things. More or less, you were so impressed by my pick of Sean Schemberger in the defensive backfield that you thought I better try to follow that up as a, with a defensive back. Theo Jackson was the best you could do. Actually, I was going to pick Theo Jackson almost when I took Wood Anderson in the fourth spot. So this felt like a really good value draft for me. Everyone is very impressed with your value. PB, talk about his value. Very impressive, right? Yeah. Really good value. Yeah. 
I mean, I think I think for what options were on the table when I picked, I think I, I got best available all three times. I really do. I think I went with two solid picks and then a little high risk, high reward with Thompson. Before we before we get out of here, really quickly, anyone here, was there anybody that you just really wanted to mention and you didn't? Anybody that you thought, man, I would we can almost call them honorable mention picks. Uh, Trey Smith, Jared <laughs> Grantano, Jonathan Congbo, Callaway, Kyle Phillips, Callaway, Kyle Phillips. Ryan Callahan. Yeah, clearly. Uh, two guys I'm interested to see in two newcomers, uh, Trayvon Flowers in the secondary. Yeah, he was almost another good athlete, a guy that Tennessee beat out Clemson to get um, yep. on signing day. And uh, sort of a sneaky pick here, John Mincy. <laughs> that honestly was my <laughs> – Sorry, Wes. If you want to talk about him, go for it. No, I just – I think you and I were, were there the same day that we heard the defensive staff just raving about – the country toughness of this kid and how they yeah. they kind of liked the way that he played the game and thought he would be kind of the epitome of what they want Tennessee football to be. So Yeah, he he's a little – he reminds me of Corey Vereen in some ways. How he's kind of just like – I don't know if he plays the guitar and does like intense stretching, but um, – <laughs> and that's not that's not dissing on Vereen. He was a really good player yeah, um, at Tennessee, and I think at some point – at some times he was a little bit maybe underappreciated for what he did. But uh, Mincy's a guy that – uh, I'm interested to see what he looks like because he's been a guy that's kind of fluctuated his weights. He played it like in the 270s, and he lost a lot of weight to play basketball because, again, he's at this podunk country school. Yeah. He's probably the best athlete on the basketball team, probably best best athlete in the county. It's like he can touch the, the rim when he jumps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, you know, what is, what is a summer in the weight room? Is he going to, you know, is he going to blow up into a 290-pounder right away? If he does, he might have a chance of getting in the rotation pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that the staff was super impressed by some of the guys, uh, some of those younger guys on the defensive line uh, in the spring. So uh, there's some there's some playing time available there. Grant, was there anyone that you wanted to? No, we've wasted enough time with this nonsense. That's a good pick. Uh, on. Yeah, I, I, I was I thought about Jordan Allen, but uh, I didn't. And the reason this is the very last thing we're going to mention, we're going to do this as we play the music to get out of here, is that JJ Peterson is not on campus yet, so that's why no one went in that direction because we'll see what's going on in the next couple weeks with all that but he's not here right now so he was not eligible for that thanks for tuning in guys we will be back uh, very shortly with uh, some quick takes on some other things for a regular sort of Friday podcast and uh, so until then I guess we'll see y'all just in a few hours Pat any final thoughts nope